Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay. Um, the last year, Mishnayot of... Uh, of Tafshin Pei Bet, Mishnah Tet in Peregimel of Masechet Ketubot, HaOmer, Pititi et Bito Sheploni. Someone says, I seduced the daughter of so-and-so, but no witnesses saw it. But he said it, he admitted it. Mishnah says, Meshalem Boshet Ufgam al Piatzmo. He has to pay for the shame, which we spoke about yesterday, and he has to pay for the pegam, the reduction in her value, like we spoke about yesterday, based on his own confession. But he does not pay the fine of 50 shekalim from his own confession, meaning you need uh, testimony from witnesses that said that, he, that, that, that say that they, they saw it in order for him to pay the knas. Not only that, on a similar note, If someone said, I stole a sheep or an ox, I slaughtered it, and um, and then I sold it. He pays the, the principal uh, based on his own admission. So, for example, the Torah tells us that if you steal a sheep, okay, you are, and, and you slaughter it and sell it, not only do you pay the price of the sheep, but you pay right? You have to pay four times the, the amount of the sheep, five times the amount of the ox. So, so he's admitting that he sold the sheep, okay? And he's admitting that he sold it and slaughtered it. But the Mishnah says he only pays the principal, $100. Sheep costs $100, that's what he paid. The additional four times is not paid because that's a knas. He does not pay the double payment if it's not a, a sheep or an ox, it's just a, a cell phone, then it's the only double payment if he gets caught. Or the four full payment or the five full payment, uh, you cannot. You don't pay that based on your own admission. You need to have a witness that says it. Hemit shoriet ploni. Someone says my ox killed so and so, or sorosel ploni, or my ox killed this guy's ox. He has to pay the value of the ox and the base of the admission. These are not fines. This is set. However, if he says hemit shori avdoshel ploni. If one says, my ox killed this Kanani slave of someone, and that the Torah tells us is a fine of Sheloshim uh, Shekalim, Eno Meshalem al Then he doesn't pay on his own admission, that's a knas, so he has to pay that base, only base if someone was uh, testified that he saw it. Zaklal, this is the rule. Kola Meshalem Yatel al Eno Meshalem al In every case where someone has to pay more than what he actually damaged, in other words, the payment is a fine, you don't pay based on your own admission. Perek Dalit, Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. Na'ara shenit pateta. If you have a na'ara who was never married, she was a virgin, she was seduced. Bashta ufkama uknasa shelavia. Her shame, her reduction, and her fine go to her father. All that money goes to her father. Papi's very happy with the money in his pocket. Ve'atzar batefusa. The same with regards to the pain by someone who was violated. Uh, if someone was violated and there's an issue, there's the inyan of pain that has to be paid, that also goes to the father. If she had her case tried in court in front of the bedin before the father died, 
Meaning the father was still alive when the court ordered the criminal to pay. All the payments, property of the father. But if the father dies after this was decided, before he collects the payment, then the money goes to the brothers because the brothers are the heirs of the father. If she didn't have a chance to have her case tried in court before the father died, meaning he died before the, the, the court ordered the payments, then the money goes to her. Their father was not alive when the court made the decision, so therefore he doesn't gain any rights to the payments, certainly his, the, the sons don't, um, therefore it goes to her. If she had her case tried in court, before she became a bogeret, a bogeret is 12 years and 6 months, okay? And that's the, meaning the court, the court ordered the criminal to pay when she was still a na'ara under the father's jurisdiction, but she had, it was, it was, it was only given later on. the property of the father. Meta'av, If the father dies, goes to the brothers. Lo but if she didn't have the chance to have a court case tried up until she was 12 and a half years of a bogeret, all the money goes to her. Meaning, if the father dies, she always gets the money. In this case, it does not go to the father's sons. It goes straight to her. Her work, anything that she does, if she works, um, a girl, we're talking about a 10-year-old girl, a ketana, and what she finds, eh, I found a treasure chest of a uh, million dollars of gold coins. That belongs to the father, if she's uh, underneath a certain age, um, be, uh, before she collects it. Metav, therefore if the father dies before they are collected, haren shelachin, they go to the brothers. Mishnah bet, hamares et bito if someone's daughter uh, was engaged and then she was divorced, she, meaning she didn't go through the whole process of the marriage, she got divorced right after the engagement. Or another case, she became engaged, but then Misken, the, the, the uh, fiancé passed away, all again before Nisuin. The ketubah of each two marriages belong to the father. The father collects the money for the, for the ketubah. But if she was fully married... In the olden days, in the olden days, it was part. You're, you're, once you get a Yerusin, she can't go with another man. It's like it's like quasi married. It's not the full, but uh, but uh, she, she can't. She's only allowed to be with her her future husband eventually. And they had it a long time in between as well. Uh, but if she was fully married and then divorced, or she was fully married and then. Widowed, Now her ketubah goes to her. Rabbi Uda Omer, Rabbi Uda says that uh, the first ketubah belongs to uh, the father. Although it was not collectible until after Nisuin, it was written before Nisuin when she was still in the father's jurisdiction. So Rabbi Uda says that the money in that case, okay, goes to the father because he says it's a time that the writing Counts when you write the ketubah. Comes the chachamim. Amrulo, Rabbi said to him, But when she became fully married, the father has no jurisdiction anymore. She's fully married. What do you want to do? She's not, you're not going to give the money back to the father. The money belongs to her. So the chachamim and Rabbi Uda argue over there. Let's do one more mishnah. 
הגיורת שהתגיירה ביתה אמא If a female convert converted with her daughter. So you have a mother and a daughter who converted. Vizineta, the daughter who was a na'ara, she was young and she was never married. She committed adultery while she was engaged to another guy. Harezu bechenek, her death penalty is strangulation, not stoning. Normally, your, your, your death, the death penalty of a girl who, who, um, who committed adultery after erusin is stoning, but this girl, Um, is uh, is chenek and la lo petach betav. However, she is not um, killed in front of her father's house. The pasuk says uh, uh, that she she's killed in front of the father's house. That doesn't apply in this case. Velo measela. And if the uh, husband um, found the husband accused her of committing adultery, if he was caught lying, he has to pay a hundred sela fine. That doesn't apply in this case. If her um, conception was not in sanctity, but her birth was in sanctity, which means she was conceived before her mother converted, but she was born after the conversion, then she died. If she was sent to, to get engaged and then commit adultery, she dies by stoning. Again, She's not executed at the father's entrance. And if the, and, and if the husband lies, he doesn't pay the, the, the fine. But if her conception and her birth were in sanctity, meaning uh, even her conception occurred after the mother converted, she's considered a full Jew, and all the laws apply to her. Yes, la'av. If she has a father, but the father doesn't own a home. So what do you do, uh, what do, you do in that case? How, how are you supposed to, you're supposed to kill her in front of the father's uh, entrance of the, of the home. So what happens if he doesn't own a home? Uh, or, or the father owns a home, but the father's dead. So now the, it, it belongs to his sons or whatever it is, but this is my father's home. In that case, She's still put to death, even though we don't do it in front of the home in the case that there is no home or in the case there is no father. The Torah only gives us this, uh, this obligation to kill her in, obligation to kill her, I know it sounds strange, obligation to kill her in front of the father's home just as a mitzvah. It's one of the 613 mitzvot, which is an Extra sachar, I know that's a wrong word to use. It's a reward, you know, uh, to, uh, that you get for killing this woman who deserves to be killed, because that's what the, that's that's her punishment. Uh, to do it in front of her uh, of her father's house. Bezat Hashem will continue in the new year. Mir Tzachem.